Hey guys, welcome back to 20 something. Happy New Year, I guess, because by the time you're listening to this, it's going to be 2023. I'm recording the day of New Year's Eve, so it's still 2022. And I feel like I'm in the best headspace to record this episode right now because I've been spending a lot of time on my own, just hanging out in my apartment over the holidays, like both for Christmas, I talked about how I celebrated that by myself for the first time. And New Year's too, like it's, again, it's the day of New Year's Eve and I'm spending a lot of time at home just journaling and thinking like it being freezing outside and you being trapped in your apartment leaves you a lot of time to think and to get clear on things and to meditate and to journal and all of that fun stuff. So I'm in a really good headspace to record this right now. I wanted to do 20 questions for New Year's Eve. This is something, I first came across this on some blog, it was like 20 reflection questions to ask yourself on New Year's Eve. I took some that I liked, but I definitely added in a bunch of my own and changed things. So I just compiled a list of these 20 questions that I think are a really fun activity to go through them. So as I'm answering them, like my own personal answers, answer them too. You don't have to write them down, just kind of think about what the answer would be for yourself. And it's a good way to reflect on like the year that just passed. I find a lot of the time that on New Year's Eve, everybody's focus is on setting resolutions for the upcoming year, which is great. Like that's important, but people overlook how it's equally important to look back on the entire year that just came to a close. Like notice the patterns in your behavior, like notice what's changing in yourself, notice what you spent your time on. Otherwise, like the resolutions you set every year, the goals you set are just going to keep going on loop. You need to actually measure your performance against the resolutions that you set a year ago. Get a clear view of what this year looked like if you want to actually progress in the next year moving forward. It'll also remind you obviously of like how many good memories you have of the year that just finished, what things you started doing and what you want to bring into the next year with you. So audit your year, like go back to the goals you set last New Year's Eve and measure your performance against those. That's your rubric. You need to figure out whether you're being too ambitious with your goals or not ambitious enough before you sit down to write your goals for the next year. Like instead of just moving on mindlessly to setting resolutions for 2023 based on what you think sounds good, look at last year. It'll make things a lot clearer. And when you look at what you created in 2022, how you acted, how you spent your time, what you built for yourself in your career, in your personal life, what value you brought to the world, the people you surrounded yourself with, the amount of money you made or the amount of money you spent. The list of metrics go on, obviously, and not all of those may be important to you depending on your stage in life, but spend time looking at your year because that's going to help you determine what to do more of and what to do less of in 2023. Overall, I'm happy. I'm very happy with where I am at my life at age 22. But I also know that I want my 23-year-old self to be very different from my 22-year-old self. So I'm spending time right now like getting crystal clear on who I want her to be across all of these buckets and documenting it. So that going into the new year, the things that I'm spending my time and money and energy on and the things that I'm not reflect who she is. Because my ideal 23-year-old self, I may not be her right now. But if I can get clear on who she is, what she looks like, how she carries herself, the kind of lifestyle she lives, then I'm already one step closer to being her. Okay, let's get started with these questions. Question number one is, what was the single best thing that happened this past year? Moving to a new country and starting a new job, that's definitely what marked my year. My life looks completely different 
now than it did a year ago, like quite literally, because I live in a different country and I'm not in school anymore. I'm working full time in consulting and I'm running the podcast on the side. So that's a milestone that's been a lot of fun for me and was a much needed change. Question number two, what was an unexpected obstacle? An obstacle I didn't expect was having to limit the amount of time that I spend on fun versus work. That even saying that is surprising to me because I've always been very type A, like long work hours don't really bother me. And I also luckily love the work that I do. So I thought that when I moved here, my entire life would be like heads down focused on work, right? Because I'm in a new city. I have no friends. Like what else is there to do? But what I realized when I got here is there's so much to do in Chicago. Like the city is so busy. There's always something going on that it's difficult to shut out the outside world from like Monday to Thursday and focus on work when there's a party around you constantly. Question number three, what was the single most challenging thing that happened? Biggest challenge was reaching a point in a relationship where you have to decide whether this is the person you're going to marry or whether it isn't. I think every relationship eventually reaches that point. Like you kind of have to decide whether this is it or not. And especially now that I'm in my 20s, I'm at this age where like slowly the people around me are starting to get engaged and get married. No one's having had any kids yet, knock on wood, but people are starting to get married and like settle down with their partners. You don't have the luxury anymore of like falling in love and dating blindly without thinking ahead to the future. Like when I was younger, that's what I would do. I would just let it sweep me away and I wouldn't think about it too much. This year was the first time I think I had to make that hard decision when I knew, even though I liked the person, that it wasn't my husband. And what made it more difficult is that I think right now there there is someone in my life who I can see myself marrying, but that was not the person who I was with. Question number four, what was an unexpected joy this past year? My biggest unexpected joy was finding a new city that feels like home. I had zero expectations moving to Chicago. I was just moving here for the job, but I was really pleasantly surprised by how much it feels like home now. Like not just my space in my apartment, but the city and the neighborhood that I'm in where I can walk everywhere and I'm close to work and I love the cafes and restaurants around me and the architecture here is beautiful and I'm by the water. Like I kid you not, when I moved to Chicago, I had zero idea that there was even a lake or a river. Like I knew nothing moving here. So all of these little things that I ended up loving were a, were a pleasant surprise. And that's a mindset that I want to take with me, I think, into every experience in 2023 is like not being so tied to preconceived notions of like what this experience is going to look like or to not be too tied to the expectations because then anything is going to be a pleasant surprise. Question number five, best resource of the year. Um... Okay, the podcast, (laughs) I put everyone on this, but there's a podcast called Not Investment Advice, my single favorite podcast on the face of the earth. This is the podcast I'm a ride or die for. Like I will stay on this podcast until the day I die. I've been listening to it since episode zero, like when they first released. I found it on Twitter in some thread. I don't even know how, but I tell everyone to listen to it, especially if you're interested in tech and business and you want to laugh while you're at it. This one is gold. Like the guys on here make me laugh so much. It's just three lads. Like two of them are British. One of them is from Vancouver and it's just an hour long chat episode that also kind of catches you up on business and tech news. And it's, it's so much fun. Question number six, in what way did you grow emotionally? I, I think this year I realized what some of my weaknesses are for the first time. The order that I did it in was 
Number one, from 2018 to 2022, I spent a lot of time becoming very aware of what my strengths are. Like what are the things that come naturally to me that don't come naturally to other people and that I can leverage to smash it in life. Those things I'm very aware of. But then in 2022, for the first time, a similar kind of reflection happened where I'm seeing more clearly what my weaknesses are. It's also important to be clear on that. The things that either I'm not good at and should just avoid doing in my life or delegate to others, or the things that I will have to do at some point, so I should probably work on sucking less at those things. And I'm not just talking about stupid things like team sports and like English grammar and all the other things I suck at. I'm talking about like actual character faults. So for example, I've noticed I'm very bad at letting go of sunk costs. I also make decisions very hastily, like based on impulse, which is bad. And this is one I've realized recently. I can come across as being cold and self-centered sometimes to people who meet me. Because I pride myself so much on my independence, which for years I thought was just my strength. And it is a strength, but the coinciding weakness to like being a very independent person is that People in my life often feel like I don't need them in my life, and that shouldn't be true. So that's something I'm working on. Question number seven, in what ways did you grow spiritually? I leaned into manifestation more than I have before. That's my form of spirituality is law of attraction manifestation. I also meditated a lot more this year than I ever have before. I've talked about this before on the pod, but I found and started using the Superhuman app, which I love and I use legitimately every single day. I was never really into guided meditations. It's hard to find ones that resonate. And when someone's in your ear as you're meditating, like you really have to resonate with their voice and the things that they're saying. So traditional like guided meditations never really resonated for me. The Superhuman app by um, an entrepreneur, her name is Mimi Bouchard. The things that she says in these meditations are already thoughts that I usually have going through my head. So they really work for me and they're much more easygoing than like sit down and think about nothing for 50 minutes straight. It's meditations that you can play as you're getting ready in the morning, as you're cleaning. She has walking meditations. It's so much easier to integrate into my everyday life and actually be consistent in doing them than if I were to try to meditate on my own. And that has helped me grow in my spirituality, I think, this year. Question number eight, in what ways did you grow physically? Um, The booty grew a little bit this year, not going to lie. So did everywhere else. This has been a goal of mine, obviously, pretty consistently every year since 2019 when I recovered from anorexia. Every year I've wanted to build muscle everywhere on my body while still like staying tight. I'm nowhere near finished. Like I want to get so much stronger next year, but I'm really proud of how I've built my body And this year it was thanks to like having a gym in my building and a generous number of almond croissants. Question number nine, the best thing you spent money on this year. I said this in my episode on budgeting, managing my finances, which you should go listen to, but travel is something I will never regret spending money on ever. And I spent quite a bit on it this year. I spent like three weeks to a month-ish in Europe. I basically made a list of the cities in Europe that I've been wanting to visit for a long time and haven't gotten around to it. I've seen a lot of Europe just because my family's from like around the area, but there were still five to 10 cities that I've never been to and were on my bucket list. I wouldn't recommend going to see all of them at once, but I basically drew a circle around like this little portion of southern central Europe where I could feasibly stay in that area and hit a couple of the cities off my list that I wanted to spend time on. That was probably the best thing I spent money on this year. And I really loved also like that I let myself spend time 
by myself, just hanging out in areas that I wanted to explore more. The other thing too, this is not really a purchase, but investing is something I like never regret spending money on. I don't really second guess it or see it as a gamble. I almost see it as like a tax on education or like an addition to your education. Even if the money is lost, I learn a great deal. This is psychotic, but like I get more excited about buying crypto or investing in, you know, whatever the hell it is that I'm interested in the moment. I get more joy and excitement from spending my money on that than from buying like a purse, for example. 10. What was the most challenging part of your work? This is a good question. Not having an off switch. In consulting, you kind of have to be on call even when you think your work for the day has been done. Like you could be trying to relax for an hour in the evening to cook dinner, but your phone is still beeping like every two seconds with messages from the PM asking you to, you know, take a look at something or just research this little thing before bed. So feeling like there's no off switch is mentally tough. Like it can get tiring. The separation of work and life very candidly like is bad, but that's just a part of consulting. And I think anyone who chooses this industry has that expectation that their work is going to be a big part of their life and that they have to sacrifice a bit of that like luxury of separation. But it's also a career specific thing. It's not a firm specific thing. So I'm lucky that the firm that I'm with is actually probably on the better end of this. My weekends, for example, are completely protected. I'm not expected to be on call or work on weekends. And I'm really grateful for that. 11. What was the most enjoyable part of your work? I traveled for work for the first time this year, and I loved that. I also love that the people who I work with collectively try to make the office environment more fun as a way of like balancing out how high stakes the work can be and how long the hours can be. So things like playing foosball in the office in between meetings and having happy hours on Fridays are a lot of fun. I think they make it way more enjoyable. 12. What was your single biggest time waster in your life this past year? Social media, consuming content from people who I don't know is usually a really big time waster. At the same time, I wouldn't completely get rid of all of my social media. The purpose for me is, I guess, two things. First, it's to keep a diary of my life for my friends and family who are abroad. All of my closest friends and family live in different countries than I do, and I don't get to see them very often. So social media lets me like keep a diary of my life. They can stay updated on what I'm up to and know that I'm good without having to text back and forth every day. Even just for myself, it's like a diary to remind me of how beautiful my life is. And I like that. But it definitely like consuming content from people who I don't know, that's a big time waster that in 2023 need to control even more than I already have. Already, I don't have TikTok. I don't have Snapchat. I deleted Facebook this year and that's great. But Instagram is the one I spend a lot of time on. Visco too, I would say. And those are the ones I need to control next year. 13, what was the best way you used your time this year? This podcast, definitely the best time investment, and it is a pretty big time investment, but my mentality in in doing this has always been, if I can help one person, if I can just legitimately help one single person with one little thing, then the time and the money that I've put into it was worth it. And I think that I'm doing that. I will continue to do it as long as that is the case. 14, pick three words to describe the past year. Three words, new chapter, adult, and romantic. I think everybody leaned into romanticizing their life this year. And that's a trend that I really love because I do think it brings you a lot more joy, even in like the tiny little things in your everyday life. 15. (laughs) Okay. This one I prepped in advance. It says, pick three words that your partner or close friend would use to describe your year. I messaged Sahar for this. The answer I got was 
black walnut stamp card, sugar cookies, coffee, Vicky Christina Barcelona, and eat, pray, love. So the first are inside jokes that we've bonded over, and I'll spare you from having to explain. The last two, I guess, are romantic drama films. Vicky Christina Barcelona is one of my favorite movies. I guess Eat, Pray, Love is hers, but she also spelled it as prey with an E, like an animal's prey instead of prey, P-R-A-Y, like a prayer. So there's that. I also got six words instead of three because she's such an overachiever. I definitely should not have expected a serious answer from Sahar, so make of that what you will. The next question was, pick three words that your partner or close friend would use to describe their year. So to describe her year, she said, spontaneous, Miss Worldwide, and academic excellence. And those I actually agree with. Question number 17. What were the best books you read this year? I've read a lot. I'm actually really happy with how much I read this year. I think it's because of the summer that I had off. Like I just plowed through a bunch of books while I was on vacation. The three that stood out, if I could recommend, were A New Earth, by Eckhart Tolle. It's the follow-up to The Power of Now, and The Power of Now is one of my favorite books, period. Why Men Love Bitches. This one's for the girlies only. Boys, don't read this book. You're not allowed. But Why Men Love Bitches is really funny, but also very true book. If you like books of the style of like The Art of Seduction, this is a good one to read. I don't agree with everything she says necessarily, but it has some good little tricks in there. The third one, which was incredible, this isn't actually a published, you can't buy this book in physical copy, but you can find it for free online, and it's called The Almanac of Naval Ravikant. Incredible, incredible book. It's, um, I guess, professional development slash philosophy. Really just some of the truest things I've heard in my entire life are in this book. I highlighted the shit out of it. You download the PDF, so you can, it's easy to make notes in, and I would recommend it to everyone. Question number 18. Who were your most valuable relationships with? The most valuable relationships I have in my life are the ones that remain equally strong regardless of, you know, geographic proximity and frequency of communication. When I think about my best friends, the value in relationships is not a function of who I spend time around the most, the most often. The people whose relationships are most valuable to me now are the same that were the most valuable to me when I lived in London. The external circumstances like don't really change the value in the relationship. Maybe it changes the frequency at which I get to see them, but I have feeling that those are the same people who will be the most valuable to me, even like when we're grown with kids and at each other's weddings. And I know like those people listening to this know damn well who they are, but it's really nice to see that regardless of, you know, what we're doing, where we're at, at a given point, like those are my people. The only one I'll add, a close friend that I found this year, is Mia. She's an extremely important part of my life, and it's crazy to me to think that we only met this year, but we clicked right away, and like she knows very well how important she is. Question number 19. What was the biggest thing you learned this past year? Okay, let me take a break from the serious lessons for a second. Something that I cannot get over still is learning that Michelin, like the company that gives stars to fine dining restaurants in the world, like when you hear about a Michelin star restaurant, is the same company as Michelin, the tire company with the fat, white, abominable snowman mascot. Like that is just beyond me. Question number 20, last one. Create a phrase or a statement that describes this past year for you. This, I hope this doesn't sound like overly poetic, but hear me out. Waves on the surface, calm below. What it makes me think of is like, You can have a lot going on. You can be going everywhere, seeing everything, getting shit done. 
but still on the inside, on an energetic level, be living life slowly, being very present in every moment, not being distracted. That's something I leaned into this year and want to keep doing is like trying to live life purposely, regardless of the speed at which sometimes it feels like I'm moving. I have a wave tattooed on my forearm because my favorite place in the world is a town called Suzopol in Bulgaria. And funny enough, this phrase actually could be an alternate meaning to that, but it's, it's something that I've just been thinking about this year. That's it for the questions. I hope you guys liked this fun little chatty episode and I hope you followed along answering these questions so you can like think about what your answers were as you sit down to write about what you want of the next upcoming year. Either way, I hope you guys had such a fun New Year's Eve and drank lots of champagne and danced your asses off. And I hope that 2023 is the year that completely changes your life and where you accomplish everything that you've wanted and become the person who it feels right to be. And I love you guys so much for having been along for the ride. Like 2020 was such a good year. So much changed, I think, in my life and just in like who I am as a person. And I love that it's documented in this podcast. One day I'm going to go back and listen to episode one and see what was going through my mind at the time. And I love that you guys have been along for that and for sharing your own like stories and successes and failures and the things that you guys share with me over DM. I also love a lot. So keep doing that. More love in 2023. And I'll talk to you guys next week.